Just over two months ago now, the Israel-Gaza conflict had its first and only temporary ceasefire. Now, during that time, more than 100 Israeli hostages uh, were held by Hamas and were freed in exchange for Palestinian prisoners held in Israel. That ceasefire lasted just less than one week. Qatar was the key mediator behind those hostage release negotiations and there's growing optimism this week that in this tiny Gulf nation they can help secure a new deal. Mehran Kamrava is a professor of government at Georgetown University in Qatar. I do welcome you, Professor. Tell me, uh, Qatar's Prime Minister this week said uh, Egypt, Israel, Qatar and the US have made progress towards a deal. What do you know about these latest negotiations? Uh, first, uh, thank you for having me. The negotiations, as you can imagine, are extremely complex and complicated. The uh, foreign, uh, the prime minister of Qatar has said so, and they are uh, always fraught because it uh, it takes all these different parties to come to the table and agree on something. So uh, the negotiations are often uh, secret. Although these particular negotiations, we know there are uh, they involve proposed uh, three phases. And um, uh, right now, I think we're in a very critical moment because if these negotiations succeed, um, I think there is going to be a pause in the fighting of at least a couple of weeks. Uh, You mentioned uh, there have been 100 uh, Israeli hostages. I think it's all also worth remember are close to 27,000 Palestinians who've been killed. And so the numbers are staggering and the human cost and misery for both sides is uh, quite high. The Qatari premier met with CIA director William J. Burns and other intelligence chiefs, for example, from Israel and Egypt in Paris over the weekend. There wasn't any Hamas leadership in that room. So how do we know any progress has really been made? I mean, notwithstanding Qatar's previous track record of positively bringing people to the table. Right. And and that, I think, is a very critical point that you just mentioned. Uh, one of the advantages that Qatar has had is that by hosting Hamas leadership here at the behest of the U.S. and approval of Israel here in Doha, uh, they've been able to act as interlocutors and, and conveyor of important messages back and forth. So whatever decision is made um, in Cairo or Paris, I'm sure is also being conveyed directly or indirectly to um, uh, figures within Hamas. It's fair to say Qatar is often criticised by Israel and its supporters for hosting Hamas leaders, but could negotiations even go ahead without Qatar at this point? They seem so instrumental as an interlocutor, as you said. Yes, absolutely. And I think... um uh, you know, uh, Hamas has been Hamas leadership, not military leadership, but their political leadership has been based here in Doha, in Qatar. But uh, you can imagine that their movements are quite restricted, and uh, both the Americans and the Qataris have eyes and ears everywhere. It would be much to the strategic advantage of the United States and also Israel to have Hamas leaders here in Doha rather than somewhere like um, in Iran or Damascus or uh, in somewhere in Lebanon. Ceasefires are always brittle 
uh, fragile agreements. But that uh, recent uh, ceasefire before Christmas uh, began on November 24, was renewed twice and was stretched out to six days. So would you consider that a success and what kinds of embers of that agreement could be sort of blown upon to sort of perhaps rekindle this 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 agreement between all parties uh, that's a, that's another excellent question the the issue with ceasefires is that at least temporarily all different sides have to trust one another and the intentions of the other. And these brief episodes of ceasefire indicate that there is a genuine willingness to get some tangible progress on the ground whether it's of hostilities at least temporarily and of of bombardment. Now, I think though the ceasefires were all temporary, they do indicate positive baby steps towards a bigger, larger ceasefire and cessation of hostilities. I do apologise about the quality of the line uh, there. We can still uh, hear you there, Professor. Just lastly, we've seen Houthi attacks escalate in the Red Sea with the US now retaliating. We've also seen Hamas's deputy chief killed in a suspected Israeli drone attack in Lebanon. And Hezbollah and Israel continue to exchange fire. And the US blames Iran allied militants for killing three American soldiers in a drone attack in Jordan last Sunday. Are the stakes higher in these negotiations? And could there be an all-out war in the Middle least if there's no deal soon. Uh, absolutely. The stakes are tremendously high. This is a war that could easily escalate and uh, far beyond uh, borders of Israel and Palestine. And so we're seeing indications of that escalation. And any ceasefire negotiations would be tremendously helpful in containing the possibility of uh, uh, an escalation of the conflict to places like Yemen, Lebanon, Syria and elsewhere. Mehran Kamrava is a professor of government at Georgetown University in Qatar. I do appreciate your analysis this afternoon. Thank you. Thank you very much.